0: Good morning. Today we again follow the order of service on page 15 in front of your hymnal, uh, the order of Holy Communion. And our opening hymn this morning is hymn 279, Today Thy Mercy Calls Us. Hymn 279. you to please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Is in the name of the Lord, Who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou, thou forgavest the, the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. uh, we will read this responsibly with the congregation, reading those verses in bold type. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor
1: of his name. Make his praise glorious.
0: Say unto God, how fearsome art thou of thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee.
1: All the earth
2: shall worship thee, and shall sing unto thee.
0: They shall sing to thy name. Come and see the works of God. He is fearsome in his doings toward the children of men.
2: He turned the sea into dry land. They
1: went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in him.
0: He ruleth by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves.
1: O bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard.
0: Who holdeth our soul in life, and alloweth not our feet to be moved.
1: For thou, O God, hast tried us, thou hast tried us as is tried.
0: Thou broughtest us into the net, thou laidst affliction upon our loins.
1: Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads.
0: We went through fire and through warm water but thou broughtest us up
2: into a fruitful place.
0: I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows.
2: Which my lips have uttered and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble.
0: I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices of fatlings with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks and goats.
1: Come and hear all ye that fear God
3: and I will declare what he hath done for my soul.
0: I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue.
2: If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me.
0: But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who hath not turned away my prayer,
1: nor his mercy from me.
0: Good things do come. Grant to us, thy humble servants, that by thy holy inspiration we may think those things that be right, and by thy merciful guiding may perform the same. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. catechism lesson today continues the discussion of holy baptism and we look today at the question what is the meaning of the word baptize and it means to apply water by washing pouring sprinkling or immersing Uh, we draw that definition straight out of the holy scriptures because in mark chapter 7 verse 4 we read and when they the pharisees come forth from the market, except they wash, which uses uh, the word baptizo in it. They eat not, and many other things there be, which they have received to hold as the washing or the baptizing of cups and pots, brazen vessels, and of tables. Or sometimes it is translated as a reclining couch, which would go around the table where they eat probably not something that they would dip into water, but something that they would wash off. Acts 22, verse 16 says, Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. And so baptizing here is used synonymously with washing and washing away sins. Acts or Matthew 3, verse 11 speaks of Jesus' work, that he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And in other passages, it speaks of the same thing about pouring out the Holy Spirit. So we see that the word baptize can indicate a washing or pouring out uh, of the Holy Spirit. So what is baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost? It is receiving into communion with the triune God by baptism according to Christ's command. And as I've told you before, the minister applies water, but he does so in the name of the triune God, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And so it is not the minister who truly is doing the baptizing, He does so in the name of the triune God, and so the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are the ones who wash away sins, who work regeneration and faith in the heart and strengthen one's faith in the Lord Jesus Christ so that through their baptism they receive the blessings which Jesus won for us, forgiveness of sins by his atoning sacrifice on the cross and everlasting life. Our first scripture lesson today, our epistle lesson, is recorded in 1 John chapter 2, continuing at verse 18, and we have been reading in 1 John for our epistle lesson over several weeks. Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest or revealed that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist, who denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. He that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, Ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning those who seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received from him abideth in you, and ye have no need that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth and is no lie, And even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If ye know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone who doeth righteousness is born of him. Here ends our reading of the epistle. I ask you to please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel appointed for today is recorded in St. John's Gospel in chapter 16, beginning at the 23rd verse. is here speaking and says, And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs but I shall show you plainly of the Father. In that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father, and am come into the world. Again, I leave the world, and go to the Father. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Here ends our reading of the Holy Gospel. This time we confess our faith, and we do so today in the words of the Nicene Creed, found on page 22 in your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended to heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and Giver of life, who proceeded from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one holy Christian apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. You may be seated. We continue our worship by singing our next hymn, Hymn 292, Lord Jesus Christ with us abide. Hymn 292. Thank oh. you. I ask you to bow your heads and join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray your Holy Spirit's guidance and blessing upon both the speaking and the hearing of your word this day, that we might hold fast to our Lord Jesus Christ and the truth of his word, that we not be misled and led away from Christ and his cross, but trust in him and his death on the cross for for forgiveness and life everlasting. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. The word of God which we consider today is this part of the epistle lesson. First John chapter two, verses 24 through 26, where we read, Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son." And in the Father. And this is the promise that He hath promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. And certainly, this is something important to consider for Alex as he is confirmed today, but for each and every one of us, because false teachers, erring churches, and organizations are all around us. And they would seek to lead us to reject all or parts of what the Bible teaches. They would seek to lead us away from God's unerring word and weaken and destroy our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. As we see from the Epistle lesson today, there are many who would lead us to believe that Jesus is not the Lord God or Jehovah God or Yahweh God in human flesh, come into this world to redeem fallen mankind. Usually they deny the deity, but there have been some who died, denied the humanity of Christ, saying that he was not true man. And of course, if he was not true man, he could not take our place under the law and fulfill it for us, nor could he die in our stead on the cross. If he's not true God, His obedience to the law and his sufferings and death on the cross would not be sufficient ransom for the sins of the entire world. In all of this, St. Paul wrote to Timothy in the face of persecution and suffering with false teachers coming into the churches, both from inside and outside, who are at work to turn the people away from our Lord Jesus Christ and from the two doctrine. He encouraged Timothy, continue in what he had learned, to continue in the Holy Scriptures. Second Timothy chapter 3, beginning at verse 13, he writes, But evil men and seducers shall wax or grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, When we think about this passage, Paul encouraged Timothy to continue in the scriptures which had been taught to him by his mother and by his grandmother. And he was to hold fast to what he had been taught lest he be turned aside into error and false teaching. I can think in my own life the one thing that was so important to me because as I grew up in the Lutheran Church, and heard its teaching, but didn't hear quite as much Bible study as perhaps I should have heard, and then began to look elsewhere in order to try to find more teaching from the scriptures, I was blessed to go to a place called the Bible Institute of Los Angeles, or Bible Biola College, which is affiliated with uh, a seminary there as well, and closely connected to dallas theological seminary uh, and their dispensational teaching the one thing i appreciated the most about biola college was their emphasis on studying the scriptures and classes which required me to read through the entire bible and do a notebook on the scriptures But the more I studied the scriptures, the more I could see the doctrine which was being taught disagreed in so many places with the clear passages of scripture. They taught one thing and the Bible said something different. And it brought me back to my roots because even though it was somewhat disappointing to me that in the Lutheran churches that I attended, so little emphasis was placed on studying the scriptures, the doctrine was still the truth. And so, I attended a Lutheran university, and then a Lutheran seminary. I have to admit, they were somewhat disappointing, because of the lack of emphasis on studying the scriptures, but the doctrine was still there. The teaching was still in accord with holy scriptures. Which shows us something that relates to each and every one of our lives. We need to hold fast to the scriptures, which we are taught through studying the Bible, amply taught if we are studying the catechism, because each statement in the catechism has a whole list of Bible passages which teach exactly those things that are stated. It's why it's so important for Alex as he goes out into the world and there's all these different churches and competing ideas that he hold fast to the scriptures and hold fast to the central teaching of the scriptures because as it says here these scriptures are able to make the wise unto salvation through the scriptures we see that we are simple human beings. a lot of churches don't like to teach that we like they like to teach you know you' You're pretty good, and if you do all these things right, you live the life, God's going to be pleased with you. Well, to be honest with you, that's a bunch of hogwash because none of us can measure up to what God requires. And so when we study the scriptures, we're going to see that we are sinful. We're going to see the scriptures tell us some things we don't want to hear because the scriptures point out to us those sinful thoughts and desires in our life, those ways in which we are departing from God's will and his desire for us, which kind of puts us at a crossroads. Either we can reject the scriptures and say, well, I don't believe this part, but I believe this part, or I don't accept that, or we can believe what the scriptures say, and say, God's right, I'm wrong, and repent and acknowledge our sins and look to the Lord Jesus Christ for forgiveness. And if you recall, that's exactly what we talked about in the first part of this study of 1 John. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Notice who's being deceived there. We're deceiving ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that is because... Jesus Christ, the righteous, is the propitiation who satisfied God's wrath against our sins and the sins of the whole world. And so to walk in the light is not to be without sin, but it's to acknowledge our sins and look to Christ and his cross for mercy and forgiveness. And then as we talked about last week, it is then to seek the help and aid of the Holy Spirit to amend our lives that we might live in accord with God's word. And so St. Paul told Timothy, hold fast to what you've been taught. Hold fast to the scriptures, or as we sang in our last hymn, you know, to make us hold fast to the word of God. This is also what John writes to his hearers and what we read in our text. He says, let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, he also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. We just read that in the first chapter, that the way to have fellowship with the Father is through fellowship with the Son, Jesus Christ. And he says, and this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. And so John urged his hearers, his readers, to continue in the truth which was taught by John, by the other apostles in the beginning. They were not to let what they heard in the beginning be forgotten, but it should remain or abide with them. They were not to turn aside and accept the doctrines of those who denied the deity or the humanity of Christ, but to hold fast to the truth that's expressed in John three sixteen: God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that he was born of the Virgin Mary, as it says in the Gospel of Matthew, that he was made true man, that he might take our place under the law and fulfill all righteousness for us, that he might bear on the cross the just punishment, the condemnation for our sins and the sins of the whole world and rise again on the third day. One passage which I think summarizes that so well is in Galatians chapter 4, where it says, when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And so God sent forth his only begotten son, made him under the law in order that he might make atonement for our sins and redeem us, and that we might through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, as it says in chapter 3, be adopted as his children, to be sons or children of God. John urged his hearers to hear the word of God, to confess their sins, to hold fast in faith to him whose blood cleanses us from all sin, as we read in First John chapter 1. He urged them to continue to trust in Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ, who shed his blood on the cross, is the righteous one. He is our advocate with the father and he is the propitiation, the full payment for our sins and the sins of the whole world. And it says, if indeed they continued continue the truth of God's word, which had been taught and revealed to them by the Holy Spirit through the scriptures, who is that unction and anointing spoken of in the epistle, if they held fast in faith to Jesus Christ, they would also be abiding in the Father. Because as Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. And so when we know and trust in Jesus Christ, we know and are in fellowship with God our Father. And what does God promised to all who hold fast to the truth and continue in the Son. We see that it is indeed life everlasting. Again, we go back to Jesus' words in John chapter 3 Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Well, that's actually John chapter five, verse 24, then John chapter three, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And so Alex and all of you, As we face all the false doctrine and erring beliefs, as we're ridiculed, remember the truths you learned from the Holy Scriptures. Go back and read and study the Holy Scriptures and continue to trust and believe what they say. Indeed, God's word is, as it says in Psalm 119, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And hold fast to Christ Jesus, the Christ Jesus revealed in the Bible. Sometimes that is a lot different than the Christ Jesus preached in churches. Take comfort in his atoning sacrifice and the forgiveness he has won for you. Abide in him, for God has promised us eternal life in his name. At the close of his letter in chapter five, John wrote these words, and this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Can't get much more simple than that. If you have faith in Jesus Christ, all your sins, no matter how great, washed away and forgiven through his shed blood. If you don't have faith in Jesus Christ, you don't have life, but you're facing an eternity of judgment. The apostle Peter, when he was filled with the Holy Ghost, also testified in Acts chapter four, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So cling to Christ, hold fast, to what you have been taught from the Holy Scriptures. Read and study the Holy Scriptures. And I might close with a verse from Isaiah in chapter eight, which is certainly a good verse to remember. To the law and to the testimony, which is saying to the scriptures, because the law, the Torah, the word Torah was used in a broad sense to apply to all the scriptures, and so also the testimony of God So in other words, to the Bible, to the Holy Scriptures, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. We've been talking about light. If they do not speak according to the Bible, they don't have the light in them. They're not speaking the words of God. They're not speaking of the salvation that is offered and given in Christ Jesus. And they can only lead you into darkness. Hold fast to the Holy Scriptures. Hold fast to what the Holy Scriptures reveal to you and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for life everlasting. Amen. We pray. O comforter and anointing from above, keep us in the true faith, that truth we learn from the Holy Scriptures, that we may continue to trust in the Son, Jesus Christ, and his blood shed for us on the cross unto life everlasting. Amen. I ask you to please stand. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. seated, we continue our worship by bringing forward our i ask you to please stand and join in the prayers of the church <clears throat> lord god heavenly father your son has promised that if we ask we shall receive let these words assure us that our prayers are pleasing to you since christ has commanded us to pray and promise to hear us lord in your mercy protect your church from complacency, anxiety over worldly things, and fear of persecution. Give us faithful pastors who proclaim your life-giving word to us. Grant us zeal for the house of God and peace in our hearts and in our days. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, soften the hearts in every home, turn parents and children toward each other in love and patience. Banish the spirit of impudence, stubbornness, and rebellion from all. Sanctify us in your truth, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Eternal Lord, receive our supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings for all civil authorities and servants in high positions. Give them the saving knowledge of Christ Jesus, our mediator, whose death is the ransom for all. Bless also their exercise of power for the common good, that we may lead peaceable and quiet lives, godly and dignified in every way. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Compassionate God, in the resurrection of your dear Son, you showed his victory over all our griefs and sorrows, having carried them to the cross, breaking their power and winning for us life and salvation. Grant your mercy to the sick and sorrowing, the grieving and the dying. We remember today, especially Janet and Dick, and all those in need of our prayers, that by your merciful aid and according to your gracious will, they may be upheld in their time of affliction, defended in their time of trial, guarded by your mighty protection and given healing from their affliction or entrance into your heavenly kingdom through the power of Christ's mighty resurrection, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, the children of Israel were impatient with you and Moses, your servant. By their words, they showed their distrust of you and their discontent with your gracious gifts. Work in us true fear of you, that we may not be destroyed in this life or the next by such sinful folly. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you have attended to the voice of our prayers, for you have commanded us to pray and have promised to hear us. Let your merciful comfort sustain us in prayer, that we may heartily and fervently pray to you at all times and in all places, not doubting, but trusting in your promise, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. You may be seated. We continue our worship by singing hymn number 334, Let Me Be Thine Forever.
2: Dearly beloved, when you were a little child, you were received into God's covenant of grace in holy baptism. And now, having learned the meaning of this covenant from your instruction in the word of God, you have come here before God and this Christian congregation publicly to make profession of your faith in the triune God and to confirm your covenant with him, to dedicate yourself, body and soul, for time and for eternity to your God and Lord. Lift up your heart with me, therefore, to the God of all grace, and cheerfully give answer to what, in the name of the Lord, as a minister of his holy church, I now shall ask of you. Do you, this day, in the presence of God and of this Christian congregation, confirm the solemn covenant which, at your baptism, you made with the triune God? I do. Do you then renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways? I do. Do you believe in God the Father? I do. Do you believe in God the Son? I do. Do you believe in God the Holy Ghost? I do. Do you desire to be a member of the Evangelical Lutheran Church and of this congregation? I do. Do you hold all the canonical books of the Bible to be the inspired Word of God and the doctrine of the Evangelical Lutheran Church drawn from the Bible as you have learned it to know from Luther's small catechism to be the true and correct one? I do. Do you also, as a member of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, intend to continue steadfast in the confession of this church and suffer all even death rather than fall away from it? I do. Finally, do you intend faithfully to conform all your life to the rule of the divine word, to be diligent in the use of the means of grace, To walk as it becometh the gospel of Christ and in faith word and deed to remain true to the triune God even unto death I do give now your hand at the Lord's altar as a pledge of your promise and kneeling receive his blessing the Father in heaven for Jesus sake renew and increase in thee the gift of the Holy Ghost to thy strengthening in faith to thy growth growth in grace, to thy patience in suffering, and to the blessed hope of everlasting life. Upon this, your voluntary profession and promise, I, in the name of the Church of Christ, invite and welcome you as a member of the Evangelical Lutheran Church and of this congregation to participate with us in all the rights and privileges of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen. Since it is God alone who worketh both to will and to do of his good pleasure, it behooveth us, dear friends in Christ, to call upon him for these this young member of this Christian congregation, that he would graciously perform the good work which he hath begun in them. Let us therefore pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who makest us both to will and to do those things which are good and acceptable unto thy divine majesty, we make our humble application unto thee for this thy servant. Let thy fatherly hand we beseech thee be ever over him. Let thy Holy Spirit ever be with him And so lead him in the knowledge and obedience of thy word, that in the end he may obtain everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, who with thee and the Holy Ghost ever liveth and reigneth ever one God, world without end.
1: Amen.
0: I ask you to please stand. The Lord be with you.
1: Stand with thy spirit.
0: Lift up your hearts.
3: Lift them up unto the Lord.
0: Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. truly meet right and salutary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, Everlasting God. But chiefly are we bound to praise thee for the glorious resurrection of thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For he is the very Paschal Lamb which was offered for us, and hath taken away the sins of the world, who by his death hath destroyed death. And by his rising to life again hath restored to us everlasting life therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven we laud and magnify thy glorious name evermore praising thee and saying the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying take eat this is my body which is given for you this do in remembrance of me after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink ye all of it this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the remission of sins. This do as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Ask you to please stand. Now may this holy body and precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you for Jesus' sake.
2: To death for all of your sins. Take, Take a e- drink. This is the true body of Christ.
0: This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ shed for the remission of all your sins. The Lord bless you and keep you in his baptismal grace. Take a drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ shed for the remission of all your sins. I ask you to please stand. Now may this holy body and precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace, be of good cheer, Your sins are forgiven you for Jesus' sake.
2: May the Lord bless you and keep you in his baptismal grace. Take eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given into death for all of your sins. Take also and drink. This is the true blood of. Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ poured out for you for the full and free forgiveness of all of your sins now I ask you please to stand May this, the true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen.
3: Uh
0: Thanks unto the Lord, for he is good.
3: His mercy and
0: forever. O God, the Father, fountain source of all goodness, who in loving kindness did send thine only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank thee that for his sake thou hast given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we beseech thee not to forsake thy children, but evermore to rule our hearts and minds by the Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve Thee, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with Thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end.
3: Amen.
0: The Lord be with you.
1: And with Thy
3: spirit.
0: Bless we, the Lord. Receive now the benediction of the Lord. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. may be seated, we close by singing hymn 309, O Jesus, blessed Lord, to thee. A welcome to all of you and a special welcome congratulations blessings on alex glad to have you as a communicant of our congregation and now that you've finished your catechism instruction i know somebody who might be able to teach you greek and hebrew and start getting you ready for seminary in a few years well i'll be taking hebrew this
1: summer
0: oh, Well, good Good to, good to learn, yeah. good to learn. So the announcements are on the back of the bulletin. Uh, first off, we will be having a potluck dinner today to honor Alex, invite all of you to stay and join us for that. And uh, glad to see you, uh, Danielle and Josie, and I'm sorry, I forgot your husband's name, Ben. ben. <laughs> I should have known it, should, always- should have known, Ben Yamin, right? is it benjamin ben benjamin. Yeah, yamin son of the right hand so sometimes people a little shocked they come and tell me their name and i tell them what it means if it's especially if it's hebrew or a hebrew name or something but uh also then wednesday evening we have our midweek uh, bible study at seven o'clock online uh, continuing the gospel of matthew Thursday is Ascension Day. I'll probably have a devotion posted, but we're going to save our Ascension Day service until next Sunday when everybody can be here and participate in that. Any other announcements this morning? If not, let's again bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your blessings upon us, chief of which is the gift of your Son, forgiveness and life through faith in his name and his cross. We thank you for blessing Alex and bringing him to confess and profess his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we pray your blessing upon the food we're about to eat in this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessings to you.